welcome back to No Idea, the podcast where you have no idea what we're going to talk about and we have no idea how it's going to go. I'm Jenny, back at it as always. I have a special guest. When do I not have a special guest? Honestly, all the guests I have are pretty special. But today I want to introduce to you guys, her name is Zoe. Zoe Goodrich, say hello. Hello. <laughs> she has the softest, most precious voice in the world. It's kind of like butter, but so- it's like shea butter. That's how soft it is. It's just <laughs> like soothing to the voice, which is probably why she has a job in a call center right now. It makes a lot of sense. But um, I met Zoe about two years ago now. No, not, it was oh, like three. Three years ago. Three years ago. Mm. <gasps> You're right. We're so old. <laughs> no. Um, Zoe was still in high school and it was the year after high school for me and I was serving overseas, um, in a missions organization and then she and a team of 15 high schoolers came to do six weeks there and serve there and I got to serve with their team and it was so much fun. It was was a (laughs) wild time. So wild. (laughs) We just like hopped around and stayed in churches and everything. But one of the places that we stayed, I just want to tell this story so that people get more of an idea of who you are, Zoe. Sounds good. So, she's the most precious person. Let me tell you why. Um, one time we were staying in a church, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wait. I think it was a house of prayer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, all the girls were staying in one room. There were a lot of women, okay? A lot of estrogen going on. But... Um, there was this huge moth that got in one day, just like flew in from the outside. It was ginormous actually, but it landed on the wall and like literally all of the girls were freaking out. They were just losing their minds and like, ah, get rid of it, you know how they do. And all of a sudden Zoe comes over to it. She scoops it up in her hand. She's like, oh honey. And she <laughs> releases it outside. <laughs> just the most gentle. It was like a mother nature moment. <laughs> But that is uh, what she's most remembered for. (laughs) We're so good. Thank you so much for being on our podcast today. I'm very excited to interview you and just see what you want to share about. But. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) So when I asked Zoe what she wanted to share about today, she said a lot of things. There were several different topics she brought up. Honestly, any of them would have been good. But the one that struck me, I was like, yes, you have to share about that, is she wanted to talk about the fatherhood of God. I was like, that is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. I might cry during this episode. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. If you hear, that would be me. So, Zoe, why are you so passionate about this topic of God's fatherhood? Mm. And what experience do you have in in seeing who he truly is? Yeah, I would say I feel so passionate about it just because of how the Lord has been personally working in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, just to heal my view of him in in him as my father. And, um, like in the Christian walk and the Christian faith, Mm -hmm. it is so crucial and important to see God as your father, but that can be such a struggle Mm -hmm. for so many people, including myself, um, just from a lot of past experiences, even within my own family. Like I just began to really struggle to see God as my father and I didn't know where I would stand with him. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I was afraid of him I was afraid of abandonment of him yeah. him leaving me and I struggled to be able to come to a place where I could accept his love and mm-hmm. to feel loved and to walk out my identity as a child to where my doubts about God 
um, that kind of arose out of um, different different circumstances, yeah. like just really caused me to to doubt my that I was even his daughter, because mm-hmm. um, I've like known the Lord for most of my life. I don't really remember yeah. a time where I didn't know him, and yet this like time came in middle school where I just I really started to to question. Um, the Lord, his character mm-hmm. and middle school is no one's prime years. <laughs> <laughs> True. And, um, yeah, just, just doubting him in general. And so in my mind, I was like, Oh my goodness, it does that mean that I'm not his, if I'm mm-hmm. having these doubts. And so, um, yeah, I was just kind of in that place of not being, not being able to walk out my identity mm-hmm. in Christ as his daughter. Cause I didn't even know if I was, Yeah. but yet the thought of losing him just absolutely crushed me. So just this really um, difficult place to be in. But then over the years, I've gotten to see how God has worked in my life to redeem that. And it's just been, mm-hmm. the words just don't even, can't even say how yeah. how that has just changed my life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, when you wake up, everyone, you're like, does he like me today? Does he love me today? Um, where do I stand with him? What's he thinking about me? Just like the uncertainty can just drive us crazy. And that's where our main identity lies. So just having the assuredness that like I am his is literally life changing. It is. And we hope you guys listening can experience that through Zoe's story today. But Zoe, how did this start to change? Even like this year, you said most of the, the work that God did in your life happened in this year. So how did that happen? Yeah. So much has happened in this year. Um, yeah, I would say definitely coming and leaving and going to school. Like Mm -hmm. God has really been encountering me in such just incredibly personal ways to like I knew it was the Lord speaking to me I knew mm-hmm. that it was him that I was experiencing his presence um but even before that in very um I would say subtle ways of like God just teaching me what he was like mm-hmm. through um like other people in my community through people like at my church um, specifically just really godly men that he placed in my life, like whether it was speakers who came to mm-hmm. um, a summer camp that I would go to as a kid that I got to um, talk with about um, what was going on and my doubts of the Lord and all of that. Like just seeing their their level of care and compassion for me, mm-hmm. I was able to be like, whoa, God, that's what you're like. You are the reason they can be that compassionate wow. and yeah. that caring. Yeah. And um, it took a while for me to make that connection because mm-hmm. for a while, like, I was like, oh, okay. So it's this person that shows that they, they care about me so much. And then, um, like if I'm not, like not being able to translate those qualities to God can lead to dependency on people, right. which is also an unhealthy place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say that's where, um, kind of I was at for a while, even though like, these are just amazing moments God used to teach me more about his character in more subtle ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will say, um, probably there's two moments that have just shaped a lot of, like when I think about the fatherhood of God in my life, I think about these two moments. And the first one would have been like when I was Go um, ahead, tell at us. this camp. <laughs> I love to. Okay. So, um, so yeah, here at this at this camp, I was talking to one of the speakers, and um, I just remember the night before, just really crying out to the Lord about and how much pain that I was in and I was at this point in my life I just I really didn't know how much longer I was going to be able to keep going with this pain but I was specifically that night I was just really struggling and I just asked for God just to just to hold me just because I needed mm-hmm. to be held held by him like I just I cried out to him for that and so then the next day 
um, I was super nervous to, to talk to the speaker and ask him to talk if I did. And I'm so grateful God gave me that courage because not only was just um, talking to him and hearing him speak truth to me was so healing, but also um, after we'd finished our conversation and the speaker asked if he could pray with me mm-hmm. and then said afterwards, um, is it okay if I give you a hug? You said yes! And I said yes. I was like, and I just, I was so blown away because I knew 100% mm-hmm. that that was the Lord. Yeah. And, um, and so that was just, that was just so, so that wild so to special. me. Mm-hmm. And then after that, like, I definitely um, hung on to that moment of, like, the Lord's nearness to those who are hurting and yeah. how he answers their prayers. Mm-hmm. And um, a while after that, I would say, like, a couple years later, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, I, who am I to ask God to keep on? Mm-hmm. I, I just felt wrong about continuing to ask for these even very specific things for me to feel as love. I just think I was still feeling like, all right, God loves me, but I shouldn't keep asking him hmm. for certain things um, or to keep asking him to show himself to me because he already did so much for me. And mm-hmm. so I think there's just still that interesting dynamic there. And so then even coming to going off to college um, this year, it's just been so healing for me and how mm-hmm. I see the Lord. And... Um, kind of a bit of a backstory into this experience I'm going to share with you now is that um, in my head, I just, I've always been, something that has always encouraged me is thinking about finally just being able to be in the arms of Jesus and just, uh, yeah. just, to, just, just to have him hold me and um, just to run up to him and just finally after years of... <laughs> Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> come Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, just kind of hanging out to that picture yeah. and just longing for that because, um, yeah, just so many hurtful experiences I've been through where I just, I didn't have, yeah. didn't have that. And so um, at this campus event... There was um, a moment of like worship, and um, one of the leaders eventually asked for those of us who felt like we were spiritually dry to mm-hmm. raise our hands, and they would pray over us. Since so I very timidly raised my hand, <laughs> um, I think me, <laughs> I think me. Uh-huh. Um, and I did. And then um, he's like, "All right, now I want those of you around them to go and gather and pray over them." And I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh no, I, I didn't want this." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, in my mind, like, I'm just, I was nervous. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. goodness, all these people are going to come by me and pray for me. Oh, no, but um, it was good. And so in that moment, as they're praying for me, there's one specific um, other student there. And as he was praying over me, he just started to speak aloud that, that God is just impressing the words onto his heart for me of my daughter with a broken heart. Oh. My daughter with a broken heart. And um, that just... That just broke me because, like, wow, yeah. like, God really does see me mm-hmm. and, and knows how I feel and knows all of these internal struggles that I'm going through. And mm-hmm. so, and um, this man, as he was praying for me, just continued to speak about how the Lord longs to pull me into his arms. Wow. And how, like, 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 how... Oh man, if I I'm excited for that moment, like he that he knowing that he was too, and just speaking so much um, specific words into that, even that like even like the tangible sense, of, like I'd be able to like like smell even what he was wearing wow. as as, he, as mm-hmm. he's as he's holding me, and so like just and all of those things, it was just what I needed in order to 
finally come to that place of, wow, I really am his daughter. He really does love me. It's not just like we toss this phrase around a lot. Like, yes, like we toss around that phrase, God loves, Mm -hmm. God loves you. God, God, God loves. He's a God of love, but like he really does in such a deep way that Mm -hmm. once that washes over you, it changes. It's a game changer. Yeah. Like it really is. And and I, I was just sobbing. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <that> <laughs> me too. Because uh-huh. he just knew exactly what to say. For me, it just clicked in my brain like, oh my goodness. Head to heart connection. Head to heart connection. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just instant. And um, then afterwards, he um, he like said that in being obedient to the Lord, like he felt he needed to ask me if he could give me a hug and if that was okay. And so I said said yes. And I was like, and that blew me away too because mm-hmm. in my mind I'm thinking, oh, I I can't keep asking, asking God mm-hmm. for even just to continue to reveal his, his love for me. But it's like God was in that moment saying, Zoe, I'm going to continue to love you. Like this is a continuous thing. It's not just wow. a one and done here. I'm going to display my love for you. And then here I'm going to back off now and let you live. I like, no, mm-hmm. that's not how it is. Like we're always doing this together. Wow. And so, yeah, it just, it was wild. Mm-hmm. Um, or I don't even say how much that has meant for me. Um, so I'll say that those two experiences have been probably some of the main ways God has really just supernaturally intervened into mm-hmm. my life to help me see God as my father mm-hmm. and um, that he is constant and um, and pursuing pursuing his children and loving yeah. them and um, is trustworthy in all of these things about God. Um, so yeah. That's wow. Yes. Story there. That's amazing. And now just how your perspective has changed. You just know you belong to him first mm-hmm. and foremost. And you know where you stand with him as you wake up every day. It doesn't change. Yeah. It's all beautiful. It doesn't, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of us have dealt with father wounds in a lot of ways. And we just want to specify that does not necessarily mean your dad was abusive or your dad wasn't around. He could be around, but just like not emotionally there. Or you feel like a lack of um, his support in some kind of way. It could take a lot of different forms. How would you specifically define what a father wound is? Mm, I would say, um, I'll say since like no father, no earthly father mm-hmm. is perfect, mm-hmm. there will always be leveling degrees of maybe hurts or frustrations or disappointments that you have, mm-hmm. um, where your father didn't meet your expectations that you had Mm -hmm. or um wasn't a positive example or role model or some of those things there's a wide variety of ranges of experiencing hurt from a father wound um and so i'll say yeah that's my definition of yeah that covers a very broad sense so anyone with any type of family background could potentially have some kind of wound from their father just because they're imperfect people. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we should blame them, but it is that we should forgive them for whatever it is. Exactly. So, Zoe, if anything is applying to anyone listening and saying, uh-huh, sounds like me, or they're saying, like, mm-hmm. hmm, maybe I do have some of that in my life, how would you say, how do you heal from that? And I know there's not probably a specific formula because healing can look a lot of different ways, but... How would you advise them? Like, how do you get out of living out of a world of hurt? Mm. I would say that, like, the Lord is your healer. Mm -hmm. And there's a variety of ways that people can 
turn to to look for healing your ultimate source of healing is going to be the lord yeah and so recognizing that and then continuing to to seek him and to press into him especially and even if you don't feel like he's listening or if he's there Mm -hmm. because um it's in those moments where it is um just especially crucial um because regardless of how you're feeling in that moment Mm -hmm. the truth is that he is there yes and he is listening Mm -hmm. and um you're not just talking to a stone wall like he is living and active Mm -hmm. and he wants to hear from you and it might take um like years before you see the fruits of Mm -hmm. that um and I can say that like for it was like for years of my life I was in such deep pain and in worshiping the Lord, like I would cry just from, just from pain mm-hmm. and just, just that heaviness of heart. It was just there for so long. Um, it was like my personal experience of continuing to press into the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like eventually, like it, it didn't happen, like transformation necessarily didn't happen overnight, right. but um, eventually after just living that life of continuing to seek him and press into him and to worship him mm-hmm. and to keep my mind set on him. Like that is not easy and the Lord will give you strength to do that. But I did notice and eventually that I can worship one day where mm-hmm. I just, there's just that spark of joy to worship. And I'd say that the, the inner transformation of healing um, is gradual. Mm-hmm. And like what you said, Jenny, like it, it's differing amounts like the healing process for everybody is unique and different recognizing that you need to go to the lord mm-hmm. for that healing and to press into him and um eventually that's when you'll see that transformation yeah. and that different mindset that i can realize now and looking and looking back i'm like oh my goodness yeah like i can't believe how the lord has brought me to this place of mm-hmm. of just being healed from so many things i'm still so working through yeah. different things um, as they come up. But it's just a process of working through that with the Lord together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We will never be fully healed until we are literally in his arms one day, which is a very exciting day. Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, that also made me think of just, I've been thinking a lot about how like we reap what we sow. Mm-hmm. And that phrase is in the Bible multiple times. But in general, like if you are sowing seeds of spending time with the Lord regularly and seeking his heart and um, going after him and not just like praying a prayer once in a while like help me I'm in trouble like you will reap and he will answer your prayers Mm because that is what he promises to do I love how you said earlier when we were talking about this how you have been living in the Psalms Um, and David was his life was full of ups and downs much like many of ours are but most of us are not kings of Israel anyway (laughs) so um it was just so encouraging to hear like God answered his prayers so many times just Mm -hmm. daily he would pour out his heart in pure honesty to God and he would answer and like David's life is such an encouragement to me of like every prayer I pray God will answer in some kind of way even if it's not in the way that I specifically expected like he will answer because he promises to do that that's so good. Is there a specific verse that really got you through that time? Um, yeah, there's a lot of different verses. Like, definitely mm-hmm. so many from the Psalms I could share. Um, but one, I think, that is, 
um, just an amazing verse for this is Psalm 34:18. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Um, he truly, he truly is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He truly is. He truly is. <laughs> that's so good. I think that um, something that's changed my life in this area is just being honest with God, much like David was. Yeah. Just unfiltered in a way, just living unfiltered before God. Like with people, we have to choose what we tell them, what we don't tell them, depending on who they are, where we are, when we are, you know, and just like, that's part of discerning who are safe people at the time and not, but God is always safe and he will Mm -hmm. love our honesty. He's like, I've been waiting for you to tell me that for quite a few days now. I knew it was going on. I was just waiting for you to bring it to me (laughs) because he's a gentleman and he won't just Mm -hmm. grab it from us and be like, he wants us to invite him into whatever issue we're having he won't just barge in and a lot of times I even get a picture of like I think of like a parent who just like barges down the door when they're angry but God's not like that he's like I am here whenever you ask me to come in I'm ready to help you whenever you ask which is so beautiful Mm -hmm. if there could be just one thing that the listeners could get out of this what do you think that that would be um I'd say only one of them is that the Lord sees you Mm -hmm. and um like he he knows your situation like he knows you fully and completely more than you know yourself like that Mm -hmm. is when I say God sees you that's what I mean Mm um and he understands and he understands Mm -hmm. and so knowing that um yeah, just to be able to truly really take courage mm-hmm. um, in whatever you're facing. Yeah, that reminds me of the story of Hagar and Abraham in the Bible. Maybe he was Abram at this time, I don't know. But um, it's in Genesis, if you want to look it up. But Abraham, I think it was Abram at this time. Abram committed sin, basically, and he was like, I'm not going to trust God's plan. I'm going to go have a kid with Hagar instead of Sarah, as they did. <laughs> and so... Sarah was being so mean to Hagar and she took her son and fled and she was like I can't live like this anymore she's abusing me I can't do this and God met her in the wilderness with no one else around he was like I see you and I want you to do this and gave her instructions for the next step and um she was like you are the God who sees and gave him a name and it was like wow you see me even when I'm hurting the most that's what that makes me think of it's so beautiful yeah Yeah, Um, what would be some next steps for any listeners who are like okay I'm going to do this. <laughs> I would say, um, like, really continue to, like, commit to spending intentional time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, time to just be with Him and to continue to seek after Him and to ask Him those hard questions and to, like Jenny said, just be honest about how you're feeling and mm-hmm. and what is what is going on. Um, spending time in the Word. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, is super, super important as well. Um, yeah, just choosing to to come before the Lord in those areas with that expectancy that God is going to move and, yeah. and work in your life. That's so good. I'm going to take that do that. <laughs> That's so amazing. Thank you for sharing all your experience and wisdom with us, Zoe. It was a blessing. And I knew, I knew. She was like, I'm a little nervous. Everyone says that. She did not need to be nervous. She is quite a speaker <laughs> so thank you for sharing well, everything thank you so much for, yeah. for having me and for um yeah inviting me to share about this yay okay
So we're going to sign off now. This is No Idea Podcast with Zoe and Jenny. We'll see you next time. Yeah.